Hey, I'm Joel Jamieson. And I'm Howie Clark. And this week's episode of Eight Weeks Out TV, we're back with more from our special guests, Pat Costelli and Zach McCarty. They're going to teach you how to get strong the right way. Hey, so we're back on uh, week two of three of our video series, and today we're going to be coming, covering over some Atlas Stone technique. So Zach and I are going to go over some of the fundamental techniques and some of the misconceptions and improper techniques that are out there. Um, we're going to go ahead and do a, a quick little breakdown, and then we'll go into the live full swing thing over the event. So if Zach were going to be loading this stone, the first thing he would do is approach it and his setup to straddle over the top of the stone. He's directly over the top, his feet a little bit wider. Um, he's got to have his space to put his arms down there. So when he goes down to reach for the stone, he's going to go ahead and reach pretty much straight down, pinching in hard with his forearms and his elbows. He's trying to get as much surface area as possible. And when he goes to lift it off the ground, it's going to be a lot more like an RDL than a typical conventional deadlift. So he's going to go ahead and load the stone up, RDL, and loads it into his lap. When you see him bring it into his lap, one common cue that's I think it means the right thing, but it's been interpreted the wrong way. Is that he's, they say knees together. See, I prefer to use the term key, uh, move your feet together because the problem is if my feet are here when I go to pick that stone and then all of a sudden I bring it up and I bring my knees together, it's putting a lot of unnecessary stress on the ACLs. Um, so we teach the cue of bring your feet together. So when you have it up here, you bring your feet together, you roll it into your lap. And as you can see, he's rolled it into his lap so he can really sit back, and he's literally just sitting here. His arms are over the top at about 10 and 2, and when he goes to actually load the stone, his hips are going to come up first, and then he's going to dynamically bring his hips through and extend. So, anything you want to add to that? No, Pat pretty much covered it all. Like Pat said, as I approach the stone, I'm going to straddle it. That means I'm going to put my legs off to the sides of the stone. I'm completely over the stone. My center of gravity is over the stone center of gravity. I leave a little bit of room between my legs so my arms can fit, and I'm gonna RDL the stone up. As I pass the knees, I'm gonna scoop my feet in. So I'm gonna scoop my foot in and roll it back into my lap. As it's in my lap, my hips are above my knees, and I'm gonna bring my hips back just a little bit, and I'm gonna throw my hips in and pull the stone up my body as I load the stone onto a platform or bar or you can shoulder. There's a lot of different variations on this. We're just covering the stone over the bar today because that seems to be the most popular. Yeah, it's, uh, I'd say it's the most popular. Um, you'll see it a lot more in gyms just because of uh, equipment needs. And you know, for that exact same reason in competitions, it's, it's you know, we only need one stone and one bar and you're good to go. Um, that being said, we'll do a, a couple live reps. So give us a quick second, we'll set this up. You wanna roll that guy back there? So I'll go ahead and talk while he's, uh, I'll talk you through the event while Zach's doing the lift. Um, it's uh, going to be pretty straightforward. Like I said, you see he's setting up, he's right over the center of the stone, straddling it. He'll reach down and grab it with his arms. Hips come up, loads it into his laps. Hips go back and come dynamically through. Let's do one more. So again, over the center of it, reaches down, pulls it with his hips high in an RDL into his lap, feet together, 
His hips come back, takes a breath, and dynamically comes through and rolls the stone up his chest and loads over the top. One other thing I would like to touch on is the fact that uh, my feet are not too narrow, but not too wide. If my feet are too wide, I can't build that speed. If my feet are too narrow, I'm a little bit too wobbly. I'm in that, I'm in that Goldilocks zone, so to speak. So I'm not perfectly in my jumping stance. I found for me, I narrow that up just a little bit and I can stand a little bit taller. That's something else we need to touch on. If your feet are too wide, you won't be as tall. If we narrow those feet up, I'm about a half inch to a full inch taller. That means I'm gonna be able to load over higher platforms, load over higher bars. And again, that's more for the competitors. For those of you that are training for the fitness aspect of this lift, it's a fantastic lift. Uh, but you won't, need to, you won't need to pay attention to that aspect quite as much, even though it's still important. So we talked a little bit about some of the things that have gone, uh, been taught improperly, or at least maybe misinterpreted. Um, the whole knees in thing we addressed a little bit earlier. Uh, you want to bring your feet together, and that'll bring your knees in for that platform to load the stone into your lap. Preceding that, though, in the sequence of events of loading a stone, is when you reach down to, to grab the stone. You don't want to reach down underneath it. You shouldn't have your arms at any point be buried underneath there like this. This is putting so much unnecessary strain on your biceps. And quite frankly, I feel like every time you try and load it this way, the stone will want to roll forward out anyway. Um, to, to bring it into your lap, you really want to be right over the top of it and squeezing it and pulling it up in. Um, any other things that you want to touch on that you've seen that you know think could be addressed not to do? Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. At no point in the lift do you want to have your arms under the stone. Obviously, you're going to be stronger pulling it up your body. Your back is stronger than your, uh, your shoulder right here. So you'd be literally lifting with your shoulder or bicep if you have your arms under the stone. Those are weaker muscles compared to the large back muscles. And so <clears throat> as we pick the stone up, again, we're going to be 10 and 2 after we lap the stone. So right here, I've lapped the stone. I'm going to be 10 and 2 right here, approximately. If I go under, I have no chance in lifting this stone. And this has been taught on a large scale. Um, and that's unfortunate because this is robbing people of not only pounds, but uh, it's a dangerous technique as well. And so under this, I can't, it's just gonna roll out. I feel that strain on my biceps. And uh, this, this actually has led to injuries before. I, I do know of at least one strong man who has torn their bicep trying to load a stone a little bit like this. It was, a slightly different, it was a slightly different technique, but it was a result of having his arms too low on the stone and having to pick it up, having to hold the stone with his bicep, as opposed to being able to pull it up his body. Yep. So that about sums it up for the do's and don'ts of the Atlas Stone this week. Uh, make sure you join us next week. We're going to be covering the axle clean and press. And if you like what you see and you want more information on the educational technical series that we're going to be coming out with, Put your name and your email in the box below, and Zach and I would really like to stay in touch with you and let you know of updates on the videos. Anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, so we covered one technique on this. There are several techniques on the stone load. There's several different other points, and in the video series that we're going to be coming out with soon, we're going to be covering programming. We're going to be covering uh, gym assistance lifts. We're going to be covering gym simulation lifts. We're going to be covering uh, the different techniques. We're going to be covering several different aspects. This is just one aspect to this style of training. So stay tuned, and we'll see you next week.
I train to dominate my opponent. I train because the competition never ends. I train because life is a fight. Black Horse gives me an edge. It's really the way of the future of training. I've seen every trend you can imagine come and go. This is one thing I see that's a game changer.